0: Hey everyone, alaikum and welcome back. On this episode, I am going to be talking/slash react- reacting. Um, I'm going to be talking/slash reacting to the um, Roe overturn of Roe v. Wade here in the United States. I know that a lot of my listeners are not from the United States, but you probably have seen it trending and heard about it. So, as a Muslim woman, as a Muslim American woman, obviously it's you know made me feel a certain type of way so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about my thoughts on the whole thing as well as react to Muslim Twitter's reaction to the whole thing because it's been very interesting and so there's been some good and some bad probably I'll focus more on like the things that were tweeted that I don't agree with um, just to give my commentary on it and I actually have been tweeting not on this Muslim girl but on my other Twitter um, about or like responding to some of those things that were being posted online and I honestly am I feel like this is going to be such I don't know a strange episode because I really don't even know where to start there's I feel like a lot I want to cover and a lot I want to talk about and I kind of wish I had someone here with me but I didn't want to Pause the conversation or hold it off until I had someone with me. So, for now, this will be maybe an ongoing conversation and something I bring up maybe with other people if if it happens to pop up in our conversation. Um, But you know, a solo episode is also okay. So to get started, um, in the United States, for uh, you know, before I was born, about fifty years, um, abortion was legal in the United States. Through uh, Roe v. Wade and um, Casey versus Planned Parenthood, and I won't go into the details of it because that would take up a large portion of the um, like the historical aspects of it. Although I know some people will argue that that has a lot to do with the way that the ruling was um, overturned. If you get into like the legality of it and you talk about the Constitution and go into details about what are our enumerated and unenumerated rights it, it I mean there's a obviously a, like I guess you can say a more sophisticated way to look at it but I think that when you are being affected by a certain policy that takes away a certain right away from you then you don't really care about the legality of it or you don't care about the constitution because, because at that point you don't feel like that that living document quote-unquote living document is meant for you or meant to protect you um there's so many i feel like it's just a multifaceted conversation where we have to talk about separation of church and state um talk about how this was primarily pushed and was a was primarily a fight for the christian right and going into how other and going into how other religions and, um, or non religious people are being affected by this. And then, just you know, the overall humanity of women the fact that there are states out there that want to completely ban abortion and are willing to put the mother's life at risk for the sake of, you know, an unborn child and for her not to be able to have that decision or to make that choice. Um, I think that there's been a lot of positive responses from, you know, obviously people, um, but also like companies who have come out and supported their female employees and are now providing, including the company that I work for, are now providing coverage for any woman seeking an abortion who lives in a state where it is criminalized um, and illegal, where she cannot, you know, have access to um, a safe abortion, that she can travel out of state, um, can also bring a companion, and that that, that those medical fees slash uh, travel and lodging or wherever they would stay would be covered. And I think that that is such a great um, response from a lot of these companies that are doing that for women. Um, I also want to mention that one of the misconceptions, and this kind of goes into A little bit of my frustration, I'm sure a lot of people's frustrations with some of these men online, these religious men and and so-called scholars, um, talking about the conversation of abortion and, you know, the Muslim stance, do not understand or I think even know what are the reasons that most women seek abortions and understanding that Muslim women are, also capable of seeking abortions needing abortions for medical conditions and I just think like as a Muslim woman it's so disheartening to see men not be empathetic or understanding and maybe just because in their life women in their life have haven't been in that situation where they've needed it um, and that they are just saying that we should celebrate this because Islam generally isn't pro-abortion it's it it's I don't know like i it kind of it's mind boggling because really, what this is doing overturning roe v Wade in the Supreme Court decision, what it's really doing is actually stripping Muslim women of their Muslim or their Islamic right to seek a halal um safe abortion, so to those men who are saying, and I have a tweet, I will go over those in a bit for those of them that are saying that we should celebrate this as muslims and that they don't understand why muslim women or muslims are infuriated by this news is astonishing to me like they are stripping us of our rights as muslims that, that our deen our religion gave us and we are actually going to have to abide by the very conser- conservative staunch very right um, extremist really christian view and again, I think it's sad to say, but I think it's because it's a woman's issue. Like, why would they? Why would? I don't want to say why would they care. They should care. I don't understand why they don't. Why aren't they reaching out to Muslim sisters and saying, "Hey, like, what? It, you know, what? What are some cases that a a, a woman would need? You know, an abortion, and how is that affected? We're not. I think there's this misconception from a lot of people that women are just out there having unsafe sex and I'm talking about in the general American discourse but like going out there having uh, unsafe sex and then carrying a baby till it's like seven eight months like almost popping out and then they just decide "Eh, I really don't want to have this baby so I'm just gonna abort it and kill it and the reality of that is that it's not happening and that late-term abortions account for only about I think it was like less than one percent of uh, abortions and Uh, you can look up all this information, Um, and I think that that's interesting because I think I saw um, someone, uh, Pete Buttigieg, who was asked about this, I think, a while back, and he was talking about late-term abortion. Someone asked him, are you um, in favor of late-term abortions, And, and, and he said something that I thought was just so empathetic, and he said, do you know, like, by by, by being in the third trimester most mothers have already built a connection with their child they have already you know bought a crib they've already thought of a name they've they've had this whole vision and dream of what their life would be like with this child and they are given the most difficult news that something is wrong with the baby and that they have to either risk themselves or you know basically that the baby or or if the baby for example is um, having difficulties in the womb and it is dangerous to the woman and they have to make that decision and I imagine that that is probably one of the hardest decisions a woman you know mother or mother-to-be would have to make and yet again I think people have this very skewed perception that women are just like eh never mind I think I changed my mind I don't think I want this baby anymore it's kind of an inconvenience and Again, in Islam, early abortion um, is halal. There has to be hajats uh, or needs and, and serious needs for those. We obviously as Muslims have a way of practicing. Well, one, we aren't supposed to have premarital sex. And then if there is a reason to have an abortion early on, uh, there needs to be a reason. But we do not believe life begins at conception. We believe in in Islam, it's after... Uh, the soul isn't blown into the, the, the body, basically, the unborn child, um, until about 120 days, and then would it be considered technically, you know, killing a being? And at that point, it is only extreme reasons, um, and if there is a reason, for example, the mother's life is at risk, then she can ultimately make that decision. So... Again, I think I'm saying a lot and I should probably save it for these tweets because I might be a little bit repetitive about what I'm about to say. Um, So I went and I bookmarked a lot of these tweets and I'll probably end up posting them on my Instagram because, uh, um, yeah, because I want to see what people's reactions are. Um, So let's start off with um, the one that really got me you know, got me going, and I was like, I really think I'm gonna, like, bookmark these and come back and talk about them. So, someone said, um, every Muslim should be celebrating the fact that fewer babies in the womb will be brutally dismembered for the sake of convenience in America. Medical and extraordinary exceptions can be allowed, but otherwise, abortion is clearly forbidden in Islam. Allah is our guide. Allah is our guide, and he set for us a guide and this again is is this is what i was speaking to earlier does he not realize that the extreme exceptions that he's talking about are no longer an option for women some women in the united states does he not know that there's muslim women who will die because they couldn't get an abortion in the state that they lived in because the law of the land or the law of their land of their state is an extreme version and follows a different faith than our own so that's one and that was very um you know disheartening to read there was another one that said the striking down of roe is the right decision morally and legally from an islamic perspective ignore the usual knee-jerking emotional reactions as well as the common talking points of if islam isn't pro-life or pro-choice Muslims will now be stripped of rights etc meaningless so first of all Islam is not pro pro pro-life and pro trace, and I think a lot of people actually don't really associate themselves with those titles again titles are misleading I know that for a quick general um explanation of like where you stand you might say well I'm pro trace or pro-life but everyone is pro-life like I myself am you know technically pro-life you know in the sense that I don't agree with just um, unreasonable abortions or late-term abortions that are unreasonable. I don't think anyone is for that. And again, it's this idea of like this very um, obtuse mindset that this is what's happening across America. I think, you know, the previous tweet said, um, fewer babies in the womb will be brutally dismembered in the sake of convenience in America look at the statistics the statistics show that this is not what is happening and this misconception that is constantly being thrown out there and being spread is very harmful towards women and women's reproductive rights because at the end of the day this is a healthcare issue and women there are so many reasons why women need um, abortions and I'll go into that a little bit later but if you have um some sort of defect in your pregnancy. If it is an ectopic pregnancy, for example, um, in some states you will not be able to receive that abortion. Some um, women also have a miscarriage but never are able to carry out the miscarriage and so that they need an abortion to release essentially that dead fetus, baby, whatever is inside of them. And there are a few states that ban, without the exception of health of the mother, which Islam allows, without exception of rape, without the exception of incest. I mean, this is disgusting. Like, you're okay with this all in the name of, well, you know, this extreme hyperbole view that these Muslim men are willing to just take and run with knowing that it will be at the expense of their fellow Muslim um, sisters, of of their fellow uh, women community members, of the women that, you know, in their lives. And I hope that they are never in a position where they see the women in their lives have to face these types of issues and ever need this type of issue, uh, this type of service. Um, speaking of uh, men speaking on women issues, I am a little bit sensitive to that. I don't believe that men shouldn't speak about women's issues at all. I just think that if you're not going to seek out the... Um, if you're not going to seek out the 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 experience from women if you're not going to actually sit and listen and comprehend what they're trying to say then I absolutely think that like I don't want to hear that person's opinion. Um, someone tweeted and said I find it disheartening or I find it heartening to see many Muslim women defending their faith. And the right of men to speak on what they might, uh, many say, are quote unquote women's issues against other women infected with the most toxic strain of feminism. May God bless them and guide others to see the errors of their ways. And for this one, it kind of made me think about how f- quick certain men are to discuss and point these types of things out in women yet when there's a lot of issues coming out of our communities because of um, you know uh, men not improving you know their attitudes or their actions at home and men you know oppressing women or men abusing women or men harassing women Um, that kind of information you won't see Uh, discussed as much because it's almost like well duh it's obvious but at the same time it's still happening because it's not being talked about so it is a little again bothersome and annoying when you just see that they're talking about all of these issues and it's always an issue when a woman says she doesn't want to hear a man's opinion but then that same man won't have an opinion about other things that are um more so related to 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 them Another tweet says, Islam isn't a pro-choice, by the way. Abortions in Islam has a lot of regulations in place and can be carried out under special circumstances. Islam doesn't allow people to get abortions on a whim, so Muslims shouldn't be getting too caught up in what Western courts are passing. Mm, you all, you kind of miss the mark, Billy. Um, but we live in the west i live in the united states so i am absolutely going to get caught up in in what the courts are passing um again especially because these laws are far more restrictive than what even islam allows us and again i hope that none of these men ever have to be put in a situation where someone that they love a woman in their life is put in a situation where she needs an abortion and she can't get one because of this law and then they come to realize that what islam allowed her to do the courts did not. So there's one that was the was <laughs> um I laugh at it now, but when I first read it, I was like, can you be any more stupid? I generally don't like to like call people dumb or stupid, but sometimes it just has to be said because someone tweeted and I think they ended up deleting it because there was a lot of quote t- re quote tweets, quote, quote retweets. And I was actually one of those people, so um Sorry, not sorry, but um, this is what this person wrote, and I really thought I think they think that they were doing something, but this person said, "If someone asks you if pork was haram, would you say what would you say? Would you say yes, it is, or would you say it depends on if you're starving in a jungle somewhere with nothing but a pig?" This is not about pork. So this person, first of all, is comparing uh, eating pork, which is a hundred percent haram. And only, only an exception if you were literally dying of hunger and the only thing you had around you was pork, which is probably going to be unlikely in today's world. I'm not saying that it would, wouldn't be likely, but like it's just a very small chance to a woman needing an abortion due to rape, due to incest, due to her, due to a miscarriage, um due to an ectopic pregnancy due to um something is wrong with you know the child or the child isn't going to make it um I personally know someone who had a baby she ended up choosing to carry it full term and that's another thing we're going to get into choice but I'll save that for um after this but she chose to have the baby and they told her, when you have this baby, it will live for a few hours and it will die because its organs, the organs didn't fully form and she couldn't do it. She couldn't, she couldn't have an abortion and she was Muslim. And so she carried the baby full terms. The baby was born. The baby um, lived for a few hours and then passed away. And that she was at peace with that. And I think that that's, th- that was her choice. Um, and this this guy this genius thought he was doing something by comparing something that would probably rarely ever happen to any one of us or we probably don't even know someone who's had to have had to have has had to have pork because they were starving in some like desert or like you know middle of nowhere to an abortion that most women if you ask they know of someone or they know of someone who knows someone who has needed an abortion that The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I'm just, I'm tired of the stupid metaphors. Whenever it comes to women, there's always these really stupid metaphors that don't make sense. And this is why we say we don't want men to speak on female issues because you're taking a very ignorant and simplified idea like a simple idea in your head of what you think abortion means and you're just being okay with things changing for that particular group because of your very simple minded idea not realizing that that it, there's so you know subhanallah like the deen addresses a lot of things and there's even then there's like sometimes not um a consensus on you know like maybe the small details or whatever and there's you know more conservative more liberal views but the dean you know provides us with some guidance and understanding because alhamdulillah like the dean was built for us to have rights over you know people and over this earth and over our own bodies but we're not supposed to abuse it um so that was one tweet that i just thought was so silly um i'm gonna read some other um tweets so someone said as a muslim making abortion illegal is in fact a breach of freedom and religion in islam a woman is not only permitted to get an abortion if the baby's putting her life at risk but she's obligated too because it values her life of the pregnant person the most yes this is exactly it and exactly the point that we're saying a lot of people are missing you know it's one thing to obviously fear f- fear the fact that you're not going to have access to um, medical like a medical need as a woman but the fact that all of this is stemming based off of someone else's religion and they are enforcing it on us that is a huge problem to me because I live in a country where there, there's supposed to be a separation of church and state and as a Muslim I want to be able to freely practice my religion I don't want to bother other people I don't want to enforce my religion on other people you know we welcome people into our religion we welcome uh, people to have questions you know we have our ways of doing dawah but we would not enforce our own laws into the general public and that would that would just never be the case like I was having a conversation with someone and I said you know it's probably because of all the trauma and just historical things that have happened in the past I don't know 20 years 22 years now um you know with 9-11 and just the way that the world turned on the Muslim community and how they you know painted us to the public and we were just seen as terrorists and barbarics and oppressed and all of these things and I think because of that we can't really advocate on a platform that pushes our own you know religious interests or using our religion uh, as our like political and moral compass and that's something that when I think about um, you know white privilege that's what Christianity gives there is a certain privilege for that religion where they can push things because of their religion and yeah people call them extremists and whatnot but like I don't think it's as generalized as with Muslims like a, a woman could be in a hijab and walk out the street and you don't know if she's the most feminist left-leaning woman who just wears hijab or whatever and but you would still probably you know she, she still is gonna face the type of racism from people assuming that she's some sort of extremist and the reason I brought that up was because I was uh, I was like why are the Muslim men like pressed about this issue um that is not black and white and of course there is a little bit of ambiguity um, why are they so pressed like i think alcohol is very harmful like as muslims we do not drink i think even if i wasn't muslim i really don't see it in my character to be someone who would have who would drink because i just i hate the idea of like what alcohol does to people and the kind of harm that it's caused and the addictions people have the, the addictions people have due to it and yet you don't see muslims lobbying or petitioning or ever pushing to like abolish alcohol or like you know obviously there was a prohibition area but like we we don't ever push for that like you allow it you see you walk into grocery stores and you pay at gas stations that sell it like you've lived amongst it and you've chosen to like kind of ignore it and this is the issue that you want to like To me, I feel like it's jumping on the bandwagon of what the Christian right has done. Like, they're the the real ones who put in the work for this and they made this happen. And now Muslims are just jumping on and saying like, some Muslims are just jumping on and saying like, oh yeah, this is exactly what we wanted and like we should be celebrating this. And well, you didn't do anything for it. You can't just see what another religion does and then claim it at the end and be like, yeah, I actually think this is something. No, like if you're gonna own up to it, at least say that you put in the work Um, you know what I mean so like they there was no push towards banning things that we as Muslims know are harmful to communities and to society and that we know is 100% haram like we know alcohol is haram Um, so why isn't that something that I've never seen a Muslim say let's work towards banning that why? Because it's our religious belief. We are a minority in this country, and there's no way in hell that we're going to change the minds of people and be able to ever pass policy to affect that many people. But the, in, the, the, in, the intent isn't even there. It's just you're, you, you're, you've just accepted it. And now that this has happened, it's like suddenly they want to be more pro-life, quote-unquote the political idea of pro-life, um, the political movement, I should say, when in reality it goes against the interest of Muslim women, and that is exactly what it does, flat out. Like, period. I, 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 I don't know how else to explain that to to people, and I don't know how to, you know, convince people who think otherwise. Okay, on to the next tweet. This one is not from Muslim Twitter, but I thought it was really important because I know someone who posted something like this and you know, major eye roll. But this is a woman who posted this. She's pro life. She says this is my son, he's twenty-four, I had him at seventeen. I was told to abort him because I'd be saying goodbye to my twenties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She goes in to say he's a husband, a father of two, and a soldier in the US Army army. This is life. And someone quote retweeted and said, Yeah. You made a choice. You were told you had to abort him and you were able to say no. That's not what I want. What out of that do you not understand? Now, if we made it a law in the U.S. that if your baby had Down syndrome or if your baby had a defect or if you weren't going to be able to financially provide for this child automatic abort, like you had no choice, then that would be an issue like no one is for that right like that's the whole point of this you know abortion debate is that like you don't want to restrict the rights of other people rather you want to guarantee and protect those rights um for when that person needs it and that's what the pro-choice you know movement political movement is it's to say for that woman or the woman that i knew that carried essentially a dying baby in her until that baby was born or anyone else that you know that made the decision to carry that baby and say this is what I wanted, that woman had that choice, and any woman who who is okay with abortions would absolutely support that woman's decision because at the end of the day, women should have that bodily autonomy and should have that and should have that basic human right over their body to get that medical attention if needed. Next tweet. It's actually a thread. This one says. The way so many of these Muslim male scholars, she put male in parentheses, are talking about abortion is so disappointing and misleading, astaghfirullah. They present a conservative opinion up front, but after reading through their articles citing opinions from different schools of thought, you see all the leniency and nuance, including the frequency cited op- opinion that abortion before 120 days is unconditionally permissible and after is uncondition- is conditionally permissible. Now, I am reading someone's tweet so, I know that there's a lot of like back and forth on like the little details of it. You can find different scholars saying different things online. Um, so, again, this is Islam. You have to basically take what you think um, applies best to you in, in instances where it's very nuanced. Um, I'm not sure if there is um, a frequently cited opinion that abortion before 120 days is unconditionally permissible um that i'm not sure of and i'm from my understanding that it still has to be a condition or a reason it just isn't as extreme as past the 120 days in which i think only the mother's life um is permissible or for to save the mother's life it's permissible but they will tweet that islam is anti-abortion making what is halal haram astaghfirullah or focus on tone uh, policing liberal muslims assuming their thoughts are based on emotion and not research where is the energy for people who justify domestic violence or child abuse child abuse additionally these scholars are arguing that anti-abortion laws open doors for other head-on practices like assisted suicide this is already legal in several states and the overturning of roe v wade isn't going to change that have they considered that this that this may actually open doors to further and inf- further infringements on other islamic rights like our rights to contraception or miscarriage care so if you uh, if we're worried about these slippery slopes why is the focus not on preserving preserving the why is the focus not on preserving the reproductive rights of muslim women Hmm. i wonder so interesting take um again the, the idea of the slippery slope can be quite dangerous because we do live in a West, Western world and for the most part, a lot of the ways that we live our, our, our lives is different from like the general public and, and what maybe non-Muslims or how they practice. Um, it's all about choice at the end of the day. That slippery slope can also come back and bite us in the butt and it could end up being our rights that are being infringed upon and the way that we choose to practice be affected and I think it is scary when you have the idea of contraceptives being affected for for women and you know some men might not like to hear this but the reality of it is and as a woman it just feels like it's always things that we need or we have to deal with that's being discussed and debated and generally by men, which I think we're used to, even as Muslims, I think we find that most of our issues are being discussed and dissected and debated and decided on by other Muslim men. And so, yeah, it gets a little frustrating. So, sometimes we might have to or might be willing to take that slippery slope in order to protect our own rights. And again, we live in a non Muslim country. Like, we're not going to live in a place where, you know, Sharia law is going to be the practice around us like it is what we have at home we try to practice as much of the sharia at home with what we can and can't do but i think the idea to think that you know we would want to somehow influence all these other areas we're not we're just looking at what the christian right is doing and if it sounds like it's in line with our beliefs and we're willing to jump on that bandwagon and help. But I also think that like you're emboldening a group of people that don't have our best interest. They don't have our best interest as immigrants. They don't have our best interest as Muslims. They don't have our best interest as people of color. Um and they don't have our best interest as women. So I think, you know, to sacrifice all the good that we could do as a community outside of their beliefs in order to get three or four things that are in line with our deen it, it, that's a debate on whether or not that that's worth it because i'm sure that the other the other side could be argued you know when it comes to the extreme left so where do we muslims fall and like how do we navigate this political world when we talk about you know voting and how we would like to see you know policies be enacted and i think for me it's always just been more so even if my dean says one thing you know i obviously as a devout muslim like i want to practice things a certain way and i want to live my life in this dunya making sure that i am investing in my akhirah. and islam is not an all or nothing religion you know people have their ups and downs and they go through certain things but i think that You know, you have to just really focus on the core of what our religion teaches us and what our, you know, practices are. But the idea of removing rights away from people because of my religious beliefs is is something that I struggle with a lot. It's just, for me, at the end of the day, as long as you're not harming someone, I'm not going to put too much thought or, like, effort. I would not put effort into stopping something that other people might have a right to or should have a right to just because of my religion because one day that could the table could be turned on me I just think that it's when it comes to removing rights away from people for the sake of you know someone's religious beliefs it's just not right because in this case we see that you know one group is imposing their religious view and now everyone has to abide by this and there are jews and there are muslims that do not have that view and they can't you know live their life that and have their religious freedom and do things that is in line with their own religion um politics is a mess guys like i studied american politics american government when i was in college and i loved it It it's a little bit of a simpler time back then um before the trump days but It is. It's very frustrating, you know. We we have this old old constitution, and people just feel like I feel like people would probably protect that document more than they would like a religious text. I know us as Muslims, our Quran has never been changed. Alhamdulillah, and you know that's obviously the word of God, but like this is man made document. A document that once said women didn't have rights and that black people were not only slaves but then seen as two third of a person and that's the document that we want to keep alive, and that's the document we want to keep to translate over to this modern world that is like heavy with technology and like when we try to sit there and try when we try to sit there and think about how. You know, we regulate the tech industry and like these, they just go back to the constitution and the same bill of rights. And I just feel like, why haven't we adapted to our times? It's been so long, and the same words that were written in the 1700s exist today. And (laughs) Uh, it's just it's so frustrating it's it's frustrating sad and funny at the same time to be honest it's a it's a trio of um, emotions but yeah it's been an interesting week you know I was kayaking when I heard the news I got off the kayaks I got the little vibration on my phone and it just said it and you know, I think it was better that the you know this decision was kind of leaked ahead of time because it kind of settled into everyone that there was a shock but not like a big shock like if if we didn't know about it from before and um yeah, I told the people I was with around me, and they were all shocked, and I was like, oh, it really did happen. I'm lucky to live in a state that Um, we already have laws set in place to protect women's rights and um, yeah we'll see what the future holds anyways I'm going to check out hope this was enjoyable of me reading tweets I think there's still a few more but maybe I'll save them for a conversation I have you know with a friend or something I have a feeling this is going to be a recurring conversation. I don't think I've talked about abortion before on my podcast, but this is a hot take. Anyways, I'm checking out. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to— Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps>